Another episode of the Dino Talk Podcast. Well, the Dino Talk gang is back. Nick, Jesse, Logan, it's another week. And a lot of football's happened. And playoffs have begun. Do you guys have any opening discussions? Yeah, I mean, we're in the playoffs. Might as well jump right into it, right? Yeah, I did want to discuss the Chicago Bears and how Justin Fields is looking. I think it's pretty impressive that they pulled off another division win. They got two wins in a row, and they haven't done that since 2019. And I honestly feel like Justin Fields is putting the Bears in a tough spot. And we'll kind of see what Ryan Poles has to – what kind of decisions he's going to make before uh, the draft starts. I I don't know. I I think that Justin Fields and DJ Moore are kind of a one-two punch that's kind of hard to pass up right now. They're they're like the best duo in the league at this point. Yeah, I like it. We're getting the Justin Fields discussion out early instead of waiting until 50 minutes in, saying we're not going to discuss Justin Fields, and then 50 minutes in, we just start talking about him. It's good to just get it over with. Might as well, right? Starting it off off with what we always do. Uh, we'll we'll go ahead and keep keep the ball rolling on this same exact topic. Uh, kind of just going off the cuff here, you guys. I did get a trade offer today in a competing uh team. The trade deadlines don't uh, uh there's no trade deadline in this league. Somebody sent me in Dynasty DJ Moore for JSN. Really was considering it as a contender. What do you guys think about a move move like that as a contender? Oh, dude, I would have accepted that immediately. Really? Wait, wait so you're receiving DJ Moore and giving up JSN? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have accepted that yesterday. Damn, that's an insane it. offer. Holy well, cow. They added, yeah. they all, it was also a second. I should add it. It, it, it would be my own second and JSN. I thought about countering with JSN for just DJ Moore. But with the confidence that you guys said alone, I mean, I feel like the second might be worth it. I mean, yeah. Or God, Nick, sir. Sorry, I, no. You you go ahead. I was going to bring it up to a broader discussion, but okay. I was going to say with how much glazing up Nick did with Amon Ross St. Brown early in the season, their stats are almost identical. I mean, Amon Ra has one less game, but DJ Moore has. Uh, I think he has less receptions, but he's been more efficient with the ball in his hands, and he also has some rushing stats. So I think DJ Moore right now is just kind of like this unsung hero that no one really talks about but he's like so productive it's insane and he's in a great spot you know what i'm gonna go ahead and accept it and then i'm gonna pass it over to nick so you can bring it to the broader discussion perfect yeah because i mean dj moore has been elite this year like because that's that's the biggest thing with dj moore's he's always been a guy that's been good but it's just he's never been taken to the elite status and he's there like I think he's there, and JSN like JSN is was a good prospect, and hate to bring it into the 2024 discussion. I'm I'm gonna not go deep into it, but like JSN this this year, if JSN were in this year's class, like I don't think I'd have him in, in the top three of the 2024 wide receivers. Like JSN's a solid prospect, but it's just like there's like DK Metcalf's their number one. Like I'm pretty confident in that. 
And I just accepted the trade, and it's something that uh, it's always something that you don't think of. It's literally something for our later discussion. They play Cleveland this week, boys. Hell yeah! Bring it on. Bears got this. Seven percent chance to make the playoffs. They got to start their run right now, beating the Browns. I mean, fair, but I guess if they're going to beat the Browns, somebody's got to score, and it's got to be DJ Moore because we know they ain't going to be able to run on them. So I don't know. Yep. That's it. But Hines or not Hines Ward? Is he still in? Is he? Is he on the? Is he on? Is he yeah. uh, on the Browns? Is he going to shadow DJ Moore? Uh, I might I have just made a wrong decision, boys. But hey, no. we'll see. We'll see. Good decision. Yeah, it looks like Denzel Ward was limited on practice on Wednesday too. So you know, shoulder injury Denzel might Ward. uh Gosh, might uh yeah. I almost said Cam Ward whenever he said that. I've been thank watching too much college football. <laughs> thank you for saying that. You were you were thinking of new prospects though. I was thinking of someone from ten years ago that was a receiver. So a little bit different, but still appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you anyway. Going to the broader discussion, like where are we at on Justin Fields? Like Logan kind of started all. Like I, I didn't say anything. Jesse didn't say anything. Like Jesse, like do you like Logan and I have kind of discussed this like outside of this. But like, do you think the Bears consider keeping Justin Fields, or do you think the decision's been made? We are literally going to talk about this every single podcast. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I, I want to be quick. <laughs> uh, I mean, if they keep winning, uh, there's a chance that they. They stick with him, but I, right now, I personally still think that he hasn't that he hasn't hasn't uh, earned earned it yet. Maybe maybe he's earned it, but I don't think that they're going to. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think that they've that they've bought in yet. I don't think the Bears are all the way in on Justin Fields. I think if anything, they're like, wow, we're glad that he's playing pretty good, so he can get some trade value before the off season. Um, and that that would be okay too if you're a dyna- if you're a dynasty owner and you have Justin Fields. If he gets traded for like a lot of like a if he gets traded a lot of value for like they're gonna start him then and then he's a starting quarterback somewhere else and that's all you really need for Justin Fields for uh, for fantasy purposes because he has that rushing floor and um but yeah yeah I mean as far as uh the the playoff schedule goes I do remember now I was looking at the Justin Fields and he had the Browns this week and then I'm pretty sure his other matchups aren't that great either for the play- fantasy playoffs so more of a dynasty play um but yeah I don't think uh. I don't think he sold them yet. He's got the Cardinals after the Browns, so oh, you might nice. you might be in luck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. that might be good. That might be. Yeah, good. we we can talk about it later with the playoffs schedule. But yeah, the Bears outside of the Browns, like it's looking pretty juicy for him. In in terms of actually making the playoffs too, which is kind of crazy if they actually beat the Brit, the Browns. But uh, that they, they even have a chance. Yeah, and the as of right now, if the season ended today, the Bears would be the fifth overall pick in the NFL draft. And they still kind of have a chance in the playoffs, which goes to show you how bad the NFC has been this year. But in in discussion, Justin Fields, I, I still think I would be very surprised with the way the Panthers are playing. Like they have like a 95% chance to get the first pick. Like I think, I think Justin Fields is not going to be back with the bears, but I think Justin Fields is playing well to where I think he's, I think he's going to get a chance to where he can get a decent return and go to a team and be a starter next year. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers, like I, I think they would definitely trade to get Justin Fields. And like the other discussion is like Seahawks, like could they, like there'll be a later first, like a later, like they could throw a second and some change to get Justin Fields, like to where that would be a little dicey. But I, 
I think I think the Bears, like they're not going to say it now. Like they're saying now they'd have to be blown away. But like, why would you not say that? Like, why would you not? Like, you got to instill confidence. And also, it's just I think the Bears are going to, until the very end, until they trade him, they're going to be saying, I don't, I think we might still keep Justin Fields and kind of leaving that open until they do end up moving him. But I, I think the trade value is going up for him, which is a good thing. Like, and yeah. also a good thing for Fields long term in Dynasty. Because he's he's playing better, like there's no question. But I I don't think it's well enough to where the Bears would feel confident in passing on a pretty good quarterback class to keep him. Yeah, so I so I guess I'll interject my opinion on here. It's still remaining strong. The Bears need to keep Justin Fields. I think there's just such a massive spotlight on him. Everyone's looking for these mistakes, yet he has what? Let me let me double check this. So you have a better passer rating than Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes this season. And he's also, you know, starting to win here a little bit. And also, like, allegedly people like, you know, PFF, other people are valuing the weight of the first overall pick to be worth three first round picks. And so it's just like, I feel like you get to a certain extent where, you know, a player hasn't even stepped on the field yet and you value them at three first round picks, but you know, there's a ton of variance in Caleb Williams's play. I really do like Drake may, but it's also like, they've never played in the NFL. They haven't even stepped foot. They haven't got drafted yet, but like the value of three first round picks is kind of something that I would find really unlikely that the bears would like turn up because Poles would be setting up the Bears in such a good scenario. But also on the other side of the things, if Justin Fields goes to a place like Nick wants him to, to the Atlanta Falcons, the amount of talent surrounded there, surrounding him there, like with Pitts, um, blanking on uh, what's his name? Drake London. Uh, Drake London, Bijan. Those three are honestly kind of in an interesting spot compared to the bears weapons right now. Cause they're probably going to bring in someone else too. So, I mean, I feel like him going to the Falcons, he could obviously show out, but it also interests me how much the bears could potentially get in a trade because people have been going crazy saying like the floor is the Sam Darnold trade. So it's like the three random picks or whatever that they sent him. So I think it was a second fourth and a fifth or something which is pretty decent return i think yeah no especially and if the bears can get that and better picks like i mean i wouldn't hate them for doing that either as long as the quarterback that they you know draft actually develops and they don't just have him for one contract cycle and then get rid of them and the coaching staff yeah, I mean, I actually really like uh i like logan's take as well because if you think about it right the bears have obviously done this before last year they had the 101 they traded it away because maybe they felt like uh the person going at 101 was maybe a little overhyped um i mean you can look at things now and say probably worked out for the best i mean they traded bryce young for the 101 this year dj Moore plus um could definitely see him doing something like that again like i mean if they if they get something like that and the hype around caleb williams i I do definitely get what Logan's saying here. I mean, maybe they do keep Justin Fields. That'd be even better just thinking about like what they would be able to build around him with the kind of value that they would get with the one-on-one. Um, 
yeah, that's definitely best best case scenario for Justin Fields. But uh, yeah, I love that take, Logan. I hadn't really thought of it like that before, but that's yeah. That's and like another thing I want to add in too is say theoretically, um, you know, Justin Fields doesn't end up panning out in the next two years. They keep him for the fourth and fifth year. They could just keep building up their team and use one of the hopefully uh, first round picks that they get out of the draft or their horrible record. Get another pick. Who knows? Yeah, and, and you'll have a better defense. Yeah, I mean that's like that's the side of the Justin Fields like argument where it's just like, oh, trade for a huge haul. That it's just like I have the biggest issue with. It's just like, oh, if Justin Fields doesn't work out, then next year you take a quarterback. Next year's quarterback class is not even close to this year's, and it's just like you're. Like you're basically banking, like if you agree to trade the number one pick, you got to say Justin Fields is going to be a top 10 quarterback in the league, top 15 quarterback. And I, I just don't think I can say that. Like, I, I don't think Justin Fields has top quarterback, top 10 quarterback in the league upside. Like I just like at year three, him not showing that like I that would be like unheard of for him to all of a sudden become a top 10 quarterback. And it's just like, yeah, the idea of getting the returns would be nice, but it's just if you have the chance to get a like Mahomes Allen like uniform or unicorn at the position, like I, I think that'd be really challenging to pass up on. And you gotta pay Justin Fields. Like that's the thing that also gets completely glossed over. Next year you gotta pick up his fifth year option. And then after that, you're gonna have to pay him forty five plus million dollars a year. Like in just, yeah, you got these picks and it's just like, yeah, you got the idea of building a team, but it's just, you got to hit on those picks in order for this to work out. And it's just, if you're paying a bottom or like a top 20 quarterback, 45 plus million, like that's, uh, I don't know. That's, that's where I have the issues. Yeah. So that's another thing that you brought up Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and being a bears fan, we know that there was some quarterbacks picked before Patrick Mahomes including Mitchell Trubisky and I like Poles's drafting ability so far but I also feel like you might get a Zach Wilson he wasn't taken first overall and obviously he's not on the level of Caleb Williams but I mean Marcus Mariota was a Heisman Jameis Winston was a Heisman they ended up having like extremely like a ton of flaws that just led them to slowly getting phased out and I mean if the Bears do take Hill Williams, I'm I'll be happy for them, and I just hope that they can develop their first quarterback in franchise history, because it it's just such a shit show right now. It, it's horrible, Getsy especially. But that that's all I got. I I don't want to keep it too long. The weekly Justin Fields discussion. We'll, we'll be back quick, next week. What, what, wait, real quick. Would it surprise you to hear that uh, Justin Fields' passer rating has increased all three years? That's the way it should Even be. this year, his no, passer rating has increased from last year. That does not surprise me. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So, I mean, if he's still improving, though, I mean, isn't there still, like, a chance that he he gets to – I mean, he didn't have the third-year leap that, uh, like you said, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes did. But, I mean, even Patrick Mahomes has a has a off year. I mean, <clears throat> Logan pointed out Justin Fields' passer rating is higher than Patrick Mahomes this year. And – uh I don't know, whenever you look at Justin Fields' actual stats, and like Logan was saying, whenever you actually, like, break it down, like, to the mistakes, I don't think it's as bad as, like, the eye test says it is. 
What do you think? I I don't think like those like I, I've seen that on Twitter. Like he's got a higher passer rating than Patrick Mahomes. He's got a higher rush efficiency percentage than Jalen Hurts. But it's just like these stats are not that relevant. Like passer rating is not that relevant of a stat. Like it's I I do not think it's a the top stat to use for quarterbacks. Like I think QBR. I'm is glad you more... corrected that because I was about to say quote it. Look. <laughs> yeah, but on to that point though, how do you feel about offensive play calling schemes and uh, defensives holding teams to lower point totals? Because I feel like we we've discussed this that the Bills have arguably been in like a horrible spot because their defense has started to sell Josh Allen and I think this year the Chiefs defense is starting to sell I maybe we'll be talking about it later in the podcast I'm not too sure what Jesse's going to touch about touch on about that but I also feel like the Bears have been pulling a complete chargers on Justin Fields for his first two years where what were they giving up 30 points a game so I feel like that hindered his growth as well yeah, and the biggest thing with Justin Fields that like, like those stats, like yeah, he's got a higher pass. Like the issue with Justin Fields has never been accuracy, has never been like his actual passing. It's like the other stuff, like the he takes a lot of colossal sacks. Like Justin Fields is terrible about just taking a he doesn't take like a three yard sack. Justin Fields takes a fifteen yard first down sack to where it's second and twenty five, and it's just like well. We're going to figure out how to punt it here. Like, it's just like, that's the issues that Fields has. And it's just, he also, like, in the pocket, I saw he was a stat of, like, yeah, within the pocket, he's ranked, like, 26th in the NFL this year. And, like, he he still struggles in the pocket. And, like, he's still a, he only throws it to open people. Like, he, he does not, like, anticipate as well as you would like for him to do like he like he played at ohio state like he would wait until someone just broke wide open and he still kind of plays that way and like that's my yeah my biggest thing is never like if he if he has to make a long throw he'll do it like he it's never about his accuracy his throwing his athleticism it's just about the the taking a lot of sacks the sticking in the pocket and being able to hit a guy on time. Like, that's that's just the issues with Justin Fields that I see. But I, I still think he's a good player just because of his athleticism and his ability to make explosive plays with his arm. Like, I, I do think he's a good player, and he can lead to winning football. But I, with that, I think we should get on to the playoff schedules. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, it's a good well, time. Pick up on the Justin Fields next week. Yeah. Next week, the well, saga well, continues. Real, <laughs> real quick, let's uh, let's jump into a, a QB scenario I'm dealing with real quick, see if you guys can help me out real quick, and then, and then we'll get over there. Uh, so I'm get, I, I'm naturally in the playoffs, like always. And um, just, uh, just curious what you guys are thinking here. Bryce Young plays the Atlanta Falcons. DeVito plays New Orleans, Mitch Trubisky plays Indy, and then uh, I got Stick, and uh, of course he's playing Las Vegas. Uh, of those four, they're all pretty much projected the same. My initial gut saying Bryce Young just is playing Atlanta. Their defense isn't maybe as good as what the others are, but uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe Mitch playing Indy too. But yeah, what do you guys think? I personally would rule out Mitch Trubisky right away because I, I think the Mason Rudolph, talk is pretty loud as of now that like 
the fans want Mason Rudolph. Uh, players don't seem to talk too highly of Mitch Trubisky. To where someone asked me last week whether or not to start Josh Dobbs, and I, I was nervous because of that same thing with benching, and that's why I would rule out him. And the Chargers like stick is intriguing, but at the same time, like Max De- Duggan is being elevated. He's a rookie quarterback, and if just if sticks bad, like I wouldn't rule out the possibility that they bring in Duggan at some point. And it's it's a lost season. So I it for me it would come down to Devito and Young. I personally would go Devito. He's hot right now. Yeah, that's a interesting scenario. I in the back of my mind, I want to go Bryce Young just because they're playing the Falcons and Arthur um Arthur Smith coaches to lose games that he should win. So that's like the one thing that always sticks out to me is Bryce Young going to randomly rip four touchdowns like Will Levis did in his first start. Maybe is Arthur Smith going to actually run Bijan and Desmond Ritter is going to throw for 300 yards. Maybe I don't really know. And the new Orleans saints first DeVito does kind of scare me, even though he's on a tear. So I would, I don't know. I might flip a coin on that one between Bryce Young and Tommy DeVito. Sometimes I feel like fantasy is just a coin flip. So I, I'm not really too sure, but I would have to look into the whole Panther sentiment because I have heard discussions of like people just mentioning why is Bryce Young still playing? The season is so lost that they need to keep him healthy and reduce bad tendencies. So I would definitely look into that as a whole too. So I would probably go to Vito, but I would look into the, I would look into the Panthers and how they're feeling because Bryce Young being projected 12 is kind of weird, but the Vito's projected like 11 something. So it's like, do you have any receivers that might do better? <laughs> yeah. Now that is the thing to take into account. You, if you got a nice receiver, that's maybe a running back. I don't know. Yeah, is tight it end. tight end premium? <laughs> <laughs> Curtis Samuel. Did you guys play Curtis Samuel over those guys for real? Uh Curtis Samuel is awesome. You would need a little bit more of a solid player. He he's yeah. hit or miss. I feel like I've been trailing him all season, playing him in the wrong times. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I just realized that I did jump the order. Sorry, Nick. I know you work hard on on this uh, this layout here, man. Let's jump back to uh, the playoff talk, man. My bad. No, that that actually is. We we had that in the playoff talk discussion. Like that's it's actually perfect to go into kind of what I want to start out with, and. When it comes to Superflex Dynasty, when it comes to the playoffs, I think having quarterbacks like DeVito, Stick, who else did you have? Uh, yeah, Trubisky. Like those guys are like key assets to your roster. Just because, as of right now, who do we have? Justin Herbert's out. CJ Stroud's likely going to be out. Uh, Joe Burrow's out. Uh, who else? Deshaun Watson. Uh, Anthony Richardson, all these guys are out. And it's just like, who's to tell that like next week, I don't want to put a name to it, but like another quarterback can get hurt to where it's just having a guy that's a starting quarterback that could turn out to be good. is always a good thing. Like look at Josh Dobbs, like Josh Dobbs was a guy that he was a starting worthy quarterback for like three to four weeks. And yeah, Drew Locke's another one with Geno Smith being out. Like to where it's just you you want to have these guys on your roster, in my opinion, because it's just 
all you need them to do is start one game, have one game where they go off, then you win, you win your championship. To where I, I think I would always be willing to add those quarterbacks. Like it's just like what's the harm in it? Like I, I added CJ Beathard in case Lawrence was out. Like I, yeah. I added stick in every league I could. Drew Locke. Like I, I think those are very important to add to your super flex dynasty playoff contender. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, uh, I, the reason I had to jump in there was because of uh, Herbert and Aaron Rodgers. That's why I'm even looking at those quarterbacks. You're exactly right, though. If I didn't pile those up throughout the year, then I wouldn't even have the chance to, you know, play DeVito or whatever or anything. But sorry, Logan, go ahead, man. No, you're good. I was just going to point out, too, though, uh, I was going to make sure that um, the emphasis was on playoff talk because I had Bailey Zappi in my taxi squad lose me uh, the third overall pick and I got the fourth because I went 10 points over max PF to the third guy because of Bailey Zappi popping off last game. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. But, yeah, no, to Nick's point, I, lo- I-, I love picking up quarterbacks like that. Uh, Bailey Zappi, if I was a contender, would have been a fun one to play last week. But um, Drew Locke, another good one I love to hold on to. Um, I definitely feel like as quarterbacks get older or if they take riskier plays, maybe some bad sacks, I feel like I just love holding on to it. And if the Rams had a better quarterback, like backup quarterback, I would have been holding on to that one in all of the playoff leagues because I know Matt Stafford is such a risk risky quarterback that he's going to take some bad shots and the backup's going to get some uh, playing time. So I definitely like that in contender teams. Yeah, you brought up a great point with Drew Locke. I mean, this weekend in a few leagues where I had him and then like exactly you get the news that like, oh, Geno Smith's out, Drew Locke's in. I mean, if if you know, I was in oh, if one of my quarterbacks had gone down the week before, you know, you might be able to sub them in. I mean, it just it's it's so huge going into the playoffs, especially. I feel like this is when it's crucial to have those backup quarterbacks because it's so late in the year, too. And I I also like how Logan you brought up the Matt Stafford, like, uh, because I, I think, like, adding Carson Wentz right now is a great move. Because when the Rams, like, if the Rams get ruled out for the playoffs, which odds are that they will eventually. Like, are, are they going to keep playing Matt Stafford? Like, I would be very surprised. Like, maybe even the same with Cooper Cup. Like, it's just, like, you got to have your team ready in case these moves happen. Because odds are they will. Like, Justin Herbert, he hurt a finger, and he's now having a seizing-ending surgery. Like, it's just these guys, like Matt Stafford, if they get ruled out of the playoffs, Matt Stafford's going to have a like season-ending back surgery the next day. And, yeah, he's going to be ruled out. Like, we, like it's key for Superflex League teams to ha- always have quarterbacks ready because even if they're not hurt, got to be prepared. And, Nick, I'm pretty sure I remember you pointing out uh, that you thought that a particular team was doing this with a receiver last year with their finger do you want to do you want to let the people know uh what receiver that was yeah um actually the houston texans nico collins was out like the last six weeks like they were full on that was a different thing like they were all in on the tank but it's just like yeah the teams that are doing bad they're gonna start magically sitting people like the chargers like keenan allen like i guys i would not anticipate keenan allen playing that much more the rest of the season like the chargers i saw that they have a chance to get a top five pick in the draft and like the chargers are gonna like brandon staley is obviously gonna coach all he can 
but he's going to be handicapped not having Justin Herbert, probably not having Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. If he like has shin splints, he's going to be out. Like they're going to be without a lot of players and like a lot of teams like that are going to do that where it's just all it takes is you got a hangnail and you, you can't play the last couple weeks. Like we got to hold you out. We got to have you ready for next year. That's a really great point that I feel like a lot of casual uh, kind of like fantasy players don't think about much at all is uh, just that aspect. Exactly what you're talking about is coaches. They aren't allowed to, you know, like coach to lose. They're always going to try and coach their best um, to try to give you the best product on the field. But what they can do is start having exactly what Nick's pointing out, like, you know, minor injuries. And then they're sitting them out for the full season in an effort to try to lose. Like that is an absolutely excellent point. Um, sorry, yeah. And I and I don't even think it's coaches. Like I, I think it's the front office because coaches, right? right. Like, no, a hundred percent. That's what. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, coaches have Brandon, to keep trying to win. Like they yeah. have to. Like Brandon Staley's got to win at all costs here. Like he's going to try every every which way. But the the GM, the owner is going to be like, "Sorry, you're without Mike Williams. You're without Keenan Allen. You're without Justin Herbert." Joey Bose is out for the season. Like Derwin James isn't coming back. Austin Eckler's not playing. To where all of a sudden you're just like, how am I going to win? And it's just like that's how teams tank. And then in case of the Texans last year, you still have all that, and Lovey Smith still finds a way to win. Huh. But yeah, so, usually the coach is sacrificed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So in a circumstance like with what the Chargers are doing, would you write off their skill players on your team if they start doing these? Or are you going to start like? Stone Smart and Jalen Guyton is your starters from the Chargers. No, to where it's also similar to the coaches don't tank, like players don't tank. Like if they're playing, like they're going to go all out. Like they're Austin Eckler, like if he has the chance to play, he's going to play. He's in a contract year. Like he he wants to show that he can play. And like Josh Palmer's trying to get back. He's in a contract year. He's going to go all out. Quinn Johnson's trying to find his place to where it's just, yeah, those guys are going to try to where I, I wouldn't go all stone smart feeling guiding quite yet. But if some of these other players start trickling out, like maybe, yeah, I, I'd be open to some stone smart in my playoff rosters. So don't roll them <laughs> out. All right, cool. I can't wait to activate them. Hey, since, since we're on this exact topic, I've been thinking, so Josh Jacobs, it's a, such a similar scenario but he's in a contract year. So it seems like he's going to really want to play in the front off. Like, you know, like his coach, like they might not want him to play, but with it being a contract year, if they're sending him away, who knows, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's the other. Yeah. It's just, he also might in a contract year, it's, a, it's such a tough thing to try to analyze because Josh Jacobs could also view it like, Oh, I had a good enough year. If I get hurt this year, I'll just make sure I'm healthy for the off season to get a nice deal. Like you, I feel like you just never, never know, but it's, it's just a really tough situation for fantasy managers to try to navigate. Yeah, exactly. Especially with the Raiders. I hate their little uh, carousel that they have going on with their QB with three options. So you don't even know if Aiden O'Connell's the one Jimmy Garoppolo or Brian Hoyer is what I've started seeing in headlines. So I'm just like, I'm glad I don't have any of them. I don't have to make a decision. But if Jimmy Garoppolo's starting, I'm going to love playing Devontae a lot more. So, Yeah, and with that, we'll be back after a quick break. Back again, and Jesse's going to start us out here. 
Yeah, so next topic was just the uh, playoff schedules. Um the the main team that I've I've kind of targeted going into uh this offseason or not this offseason, this playoff season is uh the Jaguars. So Jacksonville while they do have play Baltimore this week, um if you're in a team that, you know, of course you if you have a bye, uh then you don't have to worry about it, but you know, you do got to kind of roll the dice with Baltimore this week. Uh, still could, of course, be a shootout. Um, Baltimore did just give up 37 points to uh, the Rams. Then Trevor Lawrence gets to play Tampa Bay, Carolina, in uh in the in the uh, playoffs there. So round two, uh, Jacksonville, uh, they get Tampa Bay. So for Trevor Lawrence, that's uh the 27th worst defense against quarterbacks, uh, against tight ends for Evan Ingram. You're looking at 24th. Um, I know for running backs and receivers, it's uh, or actually it's just receivers, pretty significantly up there um, against Tampa Bay. So that's something that I've been kind of targeting. The way that things went down with Trevor Lawrence, you might have been able to get him off off of free agency, uh, which I was able to do actually this week. And then uh, you should also go ahead and uh, while you're grabbing, if you're going for Trevor Lawrence or say, you know, of course, he's a pretty targeted guy, Zach Wilson playing Washington in week 16 Washington has been the only way that you can describe their defense is butter it you cut right through it and uh, I think that Zach Wilson against and Garrett Wilson against Washington I think they're just going to absolutely destroy it there in week 16 so um I would go ahead and you know chase chase those guys Zach Wilson is a guy that you can get on uh off the waiver if uh you know you're in a one QB league talking redraft of course wait Jesse can I Hop in here. So are you telling me that in week 16, you're going to put all of your playoff hopes in the hands of Zach Wilson? Even against, Washington? Against, against Washington? Against Washington? Washington? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I, I wish I had the stats. I should have pulled them up. But uh, Washington against quarterbacks, they are 31st in the NFL. I'm not sure who is 32nd. But, uh, I mean, whenever you look at – it's it's like week over week. The quarterback that plays Washington almost always scores over twenty points. I do happen to have Garrett Wilson in a lot of leagues, so naturally I, I'm rooting for Zach Wilson and him to to really link up there. But yeah, did you guys have anybody that you guys were targeting specifically for certain rounds or anything like that? I was more focusing on teams that probably had that first second round buy because you're really able to then take advantage. You know, people are looking at week fifteen. You can look ahead to week sixteen. It's it's the huge advantage of being the first or second you know team in in your league. Like take advantage of it. Um, we are of course releasing this a little bit after after waiver wires, but you know I mean definitely still get in there. Zach Wilson, I know if I wouldn't have put in a claim for him, he'd still be in there. Um, I also grabbed Will Levis because uh, if I didn't think I was going to get Trevor Lawrence, to be honest, I thought that other people would kind of look at this and and think similar things. Uh, Will Levis and in round three there, uh, he plays Houston. Houston's uh, been, a, been a pretty bad defense as well. I might end up playing them over Trevor Lawrence against Carolina because Carolina just had such a bad offense that uh, the quarterbacks tend to not need to score much um, for them to for them to beat them. So. Other player for the Jacksonville Jaguars, though, against Carolina, I would play. Sorry. Yeah, that, that was one thing I, I noticed, that the Carolina was, like, what is it, 32nd? Or like, or was it number one against quarterbacks this year, which like really shocked me. But I feel like, yeah, a lot of that is just like they get a lead and they just kind of sit on it, and they just run the ball. But it's just like I, 
at the same time, like I'm not letting that hold me up. Like if my quarterback's playing against Carolina, like I'm I'm trotting him out there. Like I doesn't really concern so, me. So genuine question for you. Championship week, you can play Trevor Lawrence against Carolina, or you can play Will Levis against it was a oh Houston. Where I mean and CJ Stroud's gonna play. So pretty likely gonna be a shootout. Who are you taking? I'm taking Trevor Lawrence ten times out of ten. I really am. Wow. All righty then. Well, we'll see how it plays out. One. I I would be shocked to see the Tennessee Titans in a shootout. Like that would that would really shock me. Yeah, especially with Derrick Henry's five last games against the Texans have had like two two hundred yard games and like the rest are hundred yard games. I think. So like maybe they changed their attitude how they play the Texans because of their new coaching staff, but I feel like they probably are going to play pretty slow and conservative. I was going to pay pretty close attention this week to see how how it goes because they they do play Houston this week and then they play them again uh, in, in the championship. Yeah, because that's that's the thing with the Titans is like just like we saw with the Dolphins, like Mike Vrabel is terrific at game planning these games, just make it just a slow grind it out. Like to where it, it would not at all surprise me. Like I, I think that would be more likely than a shootout to just see the Titans and Texans in a ten to seven ball game or thirteen to ten. Like just like low scoring game to where it's just a field goal wins it. Like that's that's just the way Vrabel does it. Like he's just like basically the Iowa of the NFL. Just like find a way to flow and grind it out. That was a really good comparison, actually. Hey, I don't, I don't see Iowa throwing for 270 yards plus. Yeah, they, they find yeah, a way to win with a, not a very talented roster, though. Yeah, I mean, to your Titans. point, though, I could see the Titans beating the beating the Texans with four field goals, 12 to 10, and not score offensively minus the field goals. Like I actually, cause Nick Folk is the best kicker that they've had in a long time. And Vrabel is hated kickers. Cause they're like Goskowski and uh, Randy bulk. Um, so <laughs> it's been hard. So I know he can trust him. So the, he honestly might just go for the field goals. Well, I will go ahead and bring up while you guys are roasting all my takes here. Let's go ahead and finish it up with the last one. Hey, uh, Kansas city chiefs. They're going to play in uh, week 15, so they're they're playing this week. They're playing New England. Next week, they play Las Vegas. That was why I was targeting Kansas City, um, was for the Las Vegas game. Just saw Las Vegas pitch a nice goose egg um, on offense and uh, just thought that, you know, I mean, here now that Jimmy G might be back, might change things a little bit. But I also think that Snead will be able to lock up the, uh, the Raiders' number one option, and Josh Jacobs probably won't be playing then. So... Just think that the Chiefs have a good chance of getting a defensive score on a, on a Raiders mistake. And then in the league where I'm mostly talking about doing all this, I already had the Browns, and they play uh, the Jets in the in the playoffs or in the finals. So that, that's my two defenses I'm, I'm going for. Hmm. Okay, but to complement one of your takes, I just picked up Matt Stafford because I don't have the privilege of getting a week one bye. So I'm playing Matt Stafford versus the Washington defense. I had the same thoughts as you. They literally sold off all their edge rushers. So Matt Stafford with their line could probably hopefully give Cooper Cup and Puka maybe 300 yards combined and then maybe sprinkle some around other players. So I, I was following the same thought process as you. I just have to play a week earlier. So. I'll roast myself on that one. Getting the fourth seed. Yeah. And I'll I'll compliment you too, Jesse. And also 
I'll bring a question to the podcast. In one league, I have Matt. I picked up Matt Stafford, <laughs> and I have the decision of picking either Matt Stafford versus Washington this week or Kyler Murray versus San Francisco. I'm leaning pretty heavily for Matt Stafford. Am I crazy? No, 100% I would go Matthew Stafford okay. if I were you. I know which league you're talking about, and I was looking at you thinking that's why I didn't think I was going to get Trevor Lawrence was because I thought that you were going to take him. <laughs> and, I, and I did. Yeah, yeah, no, you took Matthew Stafford, which, I mean, also, yeah, I mean, that's a great pickup, especially for this week. I think that's the best pickup for for this week, hands down. And I do think you should play him over Kyler. I've, I have the, the same issue in a dynasty league, actually. Yeah, and I, I have another – sorry to just say, who would you rather play? But I also have the, the same discussion in the Dynasty League. I, I need to win. Uh, Kyler Murray or Desmond Ritter this week? And, like, to Logan's point from earlier in the podcast, I also have the ability to start Cooper Cup in that spot, too. <laughs> That's tough. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, Cooper yeah. Cup might be That's the easy. safest well, move. Yeah, I mean, I bet there's a different, fl- like, flex player that you should – you should play Cooper Cup anyway. Like, there's no way he should be sitting. Yeah, What's not... the rest of your lineup? What? Will you, will you give us the rest of your starting lineup real quick? Real quick. Yeah, so the other receivers I'm playing are Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, Stephon Diggs. And then at Superflex, yeah, I can either play Kyler, Desmond Ritter, or uh, Tommy DeVito. Maybe that's the move. And then also, yeah, there's Javante Williams and Cooper Cup as well. Cup? Cup. That's who I'm voting for. How do you have that team, though? Yeah, yeah, that is an insane team. Were people taking kickers early or something? Yeah, and the even thing is, I'm, I didn't even get a first round buy. I'm actually the sixth seed in this league, but oh. I, I, it's just like there were injuries, and it's just like not everyone was in sync on my team. But I've led the league in scoring like each of the past like four or five weeks, and to where I'm the sixth seed, and I feel pretty confident, but. The next discussion I want to bring up, um, if you guys don't mind. Or wait, can I actually ask Jesse one thing before we uh, go to you? Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Uh, Jesse, I did also maybe have another compliment to your take here. Who did you say was like a stick of butter? You could slice right through it. Washington's defense. Okay. Washington. What'd you say about the Jaguars though? I like their uh, playoff schedule after the bye of Tampa Bay and Carolina. Okay, so maybe I'm on the other side of things. So I've already tried to route out which quarterbacks I'm going to start jumping to. And I was starting off with Matt Stafford in this week one matchup, and I'm going to rotate to Baker Baker Mayfield the second week. So maybe I'll be on the other side of things. Who knows? But I like Baker in that. He'll keep it competitive. I think the Jaguars have a lot of vulnerabilities right now, and it's just going to be an interesting game all around. Yeah, the other person I want to discuss is Antonio Gibson. No one's really talking about the fact that Brian Robinson went down with a hamstring injury. They they had their bye week last week. The week before that, yeah, Brian Robinson went down with a hamstring injury, and it's kind of just just because they didn't have any practice reports. Everyone's just kind of glossing over it. There's a redraft league and actually multiple my dynasty leagues. I've been holding on to Antonio Gibson, and I just kept looking at my team like, why do I have him? Then I keep thinking. If Brian Robinson goes down, Antonio Gibson could be a league winner. Because Antonio Gibson, I think when he gets a full workload, because he's also a pretty good pass catcher, he could be a workhorse monster during the playoffs. And and the problem is their schedule is a little rough. 
they do play the Rams and they play the 49ers and the Jets. Um, not in that order, but they, so it is pretty challenging, but like the way Washington plays, they'll just keep airing it out. And like Sam Howell's going to keep slinging it. And I think Antonio Gibson, even if they can't run the ball great, like I think Antonio Gibson could be a monster just by catching the ball. And also with the rushing totals, like I, th- I think this guy could be a fantasy playoffs, like just monster. Like he could be a league winner in the playoffs and really nobody's discussing it. And I even saw he was available in one of my leagues. Like it's just, he's a guy that if just, if you have him on your team and if you can trade in the playoffs, Oh, I'd, I'd be targeting Gibson. I like that. Take a ton. I uh, completely agree with it on, on every level. How serious is Brian Robinson's injury? Now that I do not know. I don't, I don't think it's been announced. Like no one really knows. Like he, yeah. he could practice fully and be fine, but it's just like, he also could just be out for a few weeks and they just haven't let anyone know. Yeah, it looks like he sat out of practice, which doesn't mean anything for a hamstring injury, which I also feel like is a running back is high ankle sprains and hamstrings. I start getting a little worried and they should sit him. The commanders are not in a good spot. Yeah. And he, even if he does play, hamstrings get re-injured like that. And like he could play one game and then the next game he could be just could be Gibson's job. Like I I think he's a guy that I would absolutely have on your roster. Yeah. And, there, and if no Brian Robinson, I'd be prepared to play him. Has um, I, I can't say I've been recently watching Washington's games at all because I have no affiliation to the team and I don't like watching their team. But how often does Sam Howell check down? Do you know? Because surely it's got to be a lot since their team's in shambles. Yeah, a, a decent amount. And also with Gibson, they they put him everywhere. They run screens. Like, they, they find ways to get their running backs the ball. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that take. But I guess I'll move on to mine that I've been kind of – sadly, I won't be able to put, into, put it into action this year. But I think that the Dolphins versus Titans game was kind of a telltale sign of – what could be happening here in the future against like the Texans Um, with them playing the dolphins, they kind of changed their game plan later, later on where they were running downfield. They were actually letting Will Levis be pretty aggressive. And I think one thing that started to stand out to me a little bit, I know I talked about him earlier in the season, but Tajay Spears got like five receptions in like two minutes. And obviously the dolphins were playing like prevent defense at that point, but it was just like Will Levis's ability to just get him, get him the ball and to have Spears break off quick runs. I think that having Tajay Spears on your team at this point, I know everyone tries to key in on Derrick Henry, but I feel like if you're hurting for like an extra spot, Spears could be someone that you end up flexing in later in the playoffs because Derrick Henry could be, you know, on injury prevention duty, even though he's in a contract year and might not be on the Titans next year. I just think Spears might get uh, maybe a higher workload, maybe not running, but he could get a ton of passes here in the near future. So I don't know if you guys agree with that or... What do you guys so think? I actually dropped Tajay Spears in one of my leagues because I'm just looking at it and I'm like, I think Derrick Henry has the lead role for the next three weeks. I don't, you know, and especially with the Titans like playing as good as they are, they're really going to want to perform. Like, I, I mean, Tajay looks great. He does look good in in a redraft league. I, I dropped him. Um, in Dynasty, man, I'm super excited about the kid. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I just don't see it for this year. I don't see him, as long as Derrick Henry is on the field, I, I don't see a situation. So, I mean, it's a very particular situation. I have Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, Tony Pollard. I have really good running backs in that league. So that's how I looked at it. I was like, well, I mean, I mean, sure, if Derrick Henry goes down, could I maybe start Tajay? Maybe, but I just I don't see it. And so that's I, I ended up needing to drop him in that league because of my QB position is, is weaker anyway. Yeah, I respect that. I honestly should have – I mean, the real check down God that everyone should already have on their team is Ezekiel Elliott. If Ramondre remains out, he he's what Spears could be like with how he played last week because Bailey Zappi, three receivers, and Ezekiel Elliott. So he was like – I feel like if Ramondre's out, Zeke could actually be like a league winner if he produces half of what he did last week. So – yeah, that's actually exactly the situation I'm in. I have Zeke in that league. So Zeke, Pollard, Jameer, and uh, Bijan, who do you guys play in that? Seriously, I mean, that's that's the struggle. And then so I was like, even if Tajay were to get the lead role, like, I still have four other guys that, that still might be able to beat him out. So that, that was my reasoning. Yeah, and that's a good point. I think that some that's really interesting, though, that you mentioned Jameer Gibbs is something that I've been thinking about a lot that since the Titans just beat the Dolphins, they're in a spot where they're not looking like they're going to get a bye in the playoffs. They're going to have to keep playing hard. The Detroit Lions just lost to the Bears, not looking like they're going to get like a week one bye in the playoffs. So I think both those teams are going to have to start steamrolling ahead and like being productive. I don't know if they can do it because I honestly think that their first half of the season just went as perfect as possible. But I think looking at teams like that, I think Jameer Gibbs could hopefully be pretty productive here pretty soon because the lions need him to be. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan of Jameer Gibbs for the rest of the season. Like they, they seem to kind of be phasing Montgomery out more and giving Gibbs more of a workload and with him catching quite a few passes. Yeah. I like, and, and like, I believe against the bears, they did not get him the ball that much. And it was like, it, they were pretty vocal about they need them needing to get him the ball more to where I'm, Gibbs down the stretch, I think he could be a league winning type player. And that pretty good for his long term as well. Like Gibbs is a guy that he was a first round pick and he's starting to play like it and starting to translate his pick into being a productive player. And I'm I'm excited for it. Heck yeah. Thanks for the advice, guys. Uh so who am I starting? <laughs> Jameer, Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, Bijan, of course. And then Zeke or Tony? Tony? Tony Pollard. Okay. I was like, you are not. Yeah, Canarius Tony. Dude, you saw him ball out this week. Hey, yeah, did you look at the play that he was pouting on the play that he didn't get the ball? Did you see that uh, that clip? Who? Uh, Canarius Tony? Yeah, on that play. So he runs an out route, and he's actually complaining that he didn't get the ball. Like, it was not planned at all. Travis, there's no way in hell it was planned. Because he's like freaking out, and then he looks up, and Travis Kelsey's throwing him the ball. And then he catches it. Like, I'm telling you, you got to look that one up on Twitter. It is hilarious. Like, uh, look up, like, uh, Tony Pouts on – I don't know. You'll fi- you'll you'll find it pretty easily. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's hilarious. Sorry, that was sidetracked. But so are who are you guys starting, Zeke or Tony Pollard? <laughs> that's a huge – that's funny. Because of last year. Yeah, what year are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, Zeke or Pollard, man. I, I like Zeke as a goal line back, Tony Pollard in between the 20s. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Have Zeke first two downs and then Pollard third down. That's what I'm going for. That's my take. <laughs> All right, sweet. I'll let the fantasy people but, know. But I, I'd go Pollard just because the Cowboys are playing the Bills, and I think they're going to need to score points. And they need to keep winning because yeah, they are their division with the Eagles. Ugh. It's going to be a close one. And no, it's not. Guys, I do, do we have any other discussions as far as playoff schedules? Because I, I have a fun little activity for us, if not. Okay. Uh guys, let's let's go ahead and predict our Super Bowls. Like I I think it'd be kind of fun. Like who guys, who's playing the Super Bowl? We could look at it. I've thought February. of this a lot. Eagles and Baltimore Eagles versus Ravens. Okay. Logan? Uh Let's see. We got hmm, Bears versus Ravens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, honestly, I think at this current time, I definitely am leaning towards. I really like the Ravens right now, and I think the 49ers at this point are on a whole nother level. So, uh, give me the Harbaugh Bowl for 500. <laughs> I like it. I'm I'm really torn. My preseason Super Bowl prediction was Bills Cowboys, and I'm very tempted to keep that Super Bowl, very tempted. But I'm going to go Ravens Cowboys. But I I think the I seriously think the Bills get in. Like with all these injured quarterbacks in the AFC, like I'm I'm not counting out the Bills. Going into Baltimore would be tough though. What about the Cowboys? How are they going to beat the Niners and the Eagles? If if they're at home against if they're at home against the Eagles, I like the Cowboys. I mean, but the the Eagles would have to go to the 49ers first and probably lose. And I I just think in a rematch, I think wait wait why would the Eagles have to go to the 49ers first? The dude the Eagles rest of the schedule there, it's way more likely that the that the Cowboys lose to the Bills or I think they have another tough one on their calendar compared to the Eagles. Like I think it's way more likely the Eagles win the division. So I would see it as the Cowboys have to go to the Eagles, Eagles Stadium, and then to the and then to the Forty ers Stadium, if the Forty ers win out, which they still have a tough game too. Yeah, my my only thing is I think the Lions, as the, what are they the three like that I I just do not like the higher NFC seeds. Like I just like the whoever the six and seven seeds I would. I don't think they have a great shot at winning to where I, I think it'll be the lions and either the Eagles or Cowboys. And then the likely the fifth seed, whoever doesn't win between the Cowboys and Eagles will have to go to the 49ers, which would be fun. A lot of fun. Who would one of the, so it would be like the lions would play like the Cowboys or the Eagles at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then who would, uh, who would play to see who plays the 49ers? It would be the, the two seed, Assuming the two seed beats the seven, and the seven, it's looking like it'll either be the Packers, like just Packers, Vikings, like if the Bears. Bears get lucky, if the Giants get lucky, the Saints, Bucks get lucky, they'll have to go play the two seed. And then one of those teams are also going to have to play the three seed, who it's liking, likely to be the Lions. And then the four seed, it's going to be the NFC South division winner hosting either the Cowboys or the Eagles, to where odds are Cowboys or Eagles are going to win. And the higher seed plays the one seed, to where it's likely going to be 
assuming it's chalk at the two three, then it'll likely be either the Cowboys or Eagles going to play the Forty ers Oh right, because the, the I see what you're saying. The um, whatever team I see what you're saying. Okay, so yeah, the Cowboys will have to go to the, play the Forty ers That's what that'll be awesome. Whenever the Eagles win the division over the Cowboys, that's so great. Gosh, I love my take even more. Oh God, let's go! I'm gonna go make the bet. I swear to God, I'm making the bet tonight. Baltimore versus Eagles, baby. Yeah, I also feel like if the Browns miraculously beat the Bears this week, I feel like it's kind of hard to count them out, too. If Joe Flacco is productive, because their defense is pretty insane. But having two of their starting offensive line, but having the two of the Browns starting offensive tackles go out for the season also hurts pretty bad. I just think the Browns are kind of a scrappy team. But I don't think they have enough offense right now to do it. But I... I don't know. I could see the Cowboys maybe doing it, but it's also the Cowboys, so I could see them having some weird shit happen and then just randomly lose. Yeah, absolutely. And and then in, in the AFC, like assuming like if the Bills sneak in as like the seven or six seed, like who would you like with the Bills traveling to play the Dolphins? Like I, they win that. Yeah, if like they I, play the Dolphins, I agree with your take. They have a chance, but if they don't play the Dolphins, then I don't know. Like, and and if they play the Chiefs, like, are you that much comp? Like, are you that confident the Chiefs beat the, the Bills? Like, I'm not. Like, I I think as long as Josh Allen's playing, like, I don't care who they're traveling to. I I think they have a chance. Whereas just like the Bills as an underdog, ooh, that, that's tough to bet against them. I think my that's the Bills. Winning the Super Bowl is my favorite long shot bet from here on out as far as the playoffs are concerned. They got to get in, though. People, this guy just loves Josh Allen. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. Good quarterback. Yeah, I just feel like anyone that gets to play like the Dolphins and potentially the Steelers in the playoffs, that's just a blessing in disguise. Like, holy shit, is it actually the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the Dolphins will – Prove me wrong. Yeah. You never know. Who, who would get the buy right now in the AFC? Uh, Ravens. The Ravens. Let's go. Yeah. I I kind of like whoever has the buy this year. Like, that that kind of helps. Like, whoever has home field advantage, like, that's pretty helpful when the lower seeds, like, when there's so many QB injuries in the AFC and then the NFC, it's just, like, so top-heavy. Like, I, it, I just like the home it, field advantage teams. Is home field advantage that big in San Francisco? I know it's not anything in LA. I know in LA they say all the time that like yeah, forty ers will they'll score. Forty ers have more of a crowd. Yeah, interesting. And, and I, I bet the game. Eagles will make it. I bet the Eagles fans will make it even. I'm not yeah. too worried. No, I'm fine. I'm just talking. I'm just I'm just talking talking ass now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Uh, this year especially, just getting the bye to stay healthy and home field advantage it might be enough to do it because uh, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes has ever played in a way playoff game, has he? Did he not? I don't know. I, I don't recall he has. Did he not play in New England? His, was it rookie year or second year? Crap. Okay, maybe he just hasn't won one that... did They, they lost that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's never won in a way playoff game. So that's interesting if that's true. I'm just speaking off of just hypothetically thinking about that right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I it's going to be fun. The playoffs it's 
I would probably just going to come down to the refs again, like last year. It'll be great. <laughs> Hello, Jesse. The refs are perfect all the time, you know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Ooh. so that that's a valid though. Do we have to factor in refs and fantasy decisions? Yeah. Why do you think Patrick Mahomes was the number one drafted superflex player? Everyone knows he gets all the calls, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> True. I also I also wanted to point out, guys, I'm I'm trying to snatch up as much Nick Mullins as I can right now for the Vikings. Like we, we talked about all those backup quarterbacks. I completely forgot to talk about Nick Mullins. The Vikings, like they're trying to win right now. And Nick Mullins played for the 49ers. Like he's throwing the ball around. Like he's got Justin Jefferson back, Jordan Addison. Like whoever's the quarterback of the Vikings, I'm a fan. Really quick. Yeah, I also was thinking Nick Mullins. I didn't get to it. But Kyler Murray or Nick Mullins, I'm seriously debating it. The only thing is, is Nick Mullins, there's a chance that he gets benched. Like if he plays horrible the first half, I mean, it's exactly what you were talking about. For the reasons that you were telling me, uh, like that we were talking about with the other quarterbacks, I just came to the natural conclusion. It doesn't matter. I'm playing Kyler against the 49ers anyway. I mean, sure, if they're getting blown out like crazy, Kyler might get benched. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah, and TJ Hawkinson stock going up because Nick yeah. Mullins, the tight end, George Kittle, God. Yeah, yeah, TJ Hawkinson, another one. Hawkinson, Jefferson, Addison, whoever's that quarterback, guys. I'm, I like him. I'll start him. Travis Kelsey finished as tight end one this year. I don't think he did. I think it's. I think the it's been a true changing of the colors. Over to TJ Hawkinson, the Viking baby. He he represents a Viking too. Everything about him, I love it. He should change his name to Viking. Oh yeah, would be fun. But guys, I think that about sums it up today. You can follow him on Twitter at ProTalkLogan. You can follow him at Jesse underscore Setzer. You can follow me at PTNick32. Until next time, Dino Talk. <laughs>